Ayrton moves up, takes the lead under hands and heels. Curran late into second, but Ayrton, this is going to be easy. Ayrton comes clear, remains undefeated, and a fantastic five for Carr. Welcome to Vet Doctor, a behind-the-curtain look at how pro punters operate. Brought to you by punningform.com.au and topsport.com.au. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by the punters punter, DK. He's back in back. the Little Birdie Here headquarters. Back after a need a week to recover, Scooty. Normally that's the case if you go down to the ball, because <laughs> it was a big few days in here, I tell you. Mm. So, uh, no, we're up and about, mate, but that was uh, no, it was good. Great week. Good Nick, way to finish. Nico Noonan was on course, and he was on course at Packenham yesterday. He found four winners on top. He was on fire. But uh, fresh back from the bull. How are you, Nico? Uh, it's been a long week. It's been a very long week. I'll be happy to see the uh, the back end of Saturday, that's for sure. But we got some great racing this weekend and uh, Group 1 racing in two states, which is rare. So I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's uh, cracking racing at the moment. It's my favourite time of the year. I love the back end of the autumn carnival. It kicks off really early in Melbourne, but uh, it's got a really long tail and it just slides into the Brisbane Winter Carnival and there's so many set-up jobs there and Let's talk about the bull. How was it being down there on course? The the, the zones you obviously uh, gave you the shits a fair bit. Um, zone yep. one, zone two, the G, the GA. It was like like a pleb you said it sometimes, but you managed to sneak your way into the members for the last day. Yeah, day three we got in there uh, thanks to some uh, help from some good country racing Victoria people. But um, yeah, zone zone two the first two days it wasn't a very pleasant experience at all. So. Uh, and it just felt like you were just sort of chucked there. The bookies ring. There was a bit of a ring. Juppie was there in zone two and Warren Woodcock, but um, there was no sort of plan if it had a rained. Like, mm. it was all outdoors. No, so they were, they were, they were pretty lucky that it didn't rain, actually. So, um, yeah, zone one was definitely the place to be. That, that was the members, and that's where a lot of the people were. But, yeah, zone two, you were just a bit shafted out there for sure. Mm. What about the food offerings there? Uh, when you go same, were they, were they... Zone two was no good early, yeah. but uh, zone one was definitely where the grouse was at. That's where the Kranskis, <laughs> that's where the uh, the dumplings were as well and the dimmies. So um, that was definitely a, a good finish there, the day three. Mm, it was a funny uh, it's a funny couple of days the way the track played. A lot of people I've spoken to lost, especially on day one and two. A few people clawed out, as we did for the bulldozer for day three, but it's probably the most leader bias track and un like track that I can remember in probably... 10 years. Well, I think there? everyone thought it was going to even out. Like mm. it, that first day, like, oh, it might even out day two. Then it didn't. Or oh, it might even out day three. It probably did a little bit, but a lot of those races weren't running a lot of tempo day three. And the leaders just had a picnic out in front. So, yeah, day one and day two, if you, it, like like I said, I think everyone thought, oh, it was, there's, there's going to be a race where it's going to turn here. And it just didn't. So, mm. um, yeah, if you kind of clued onto that bias early, and stuck with it, it probably would have been fat for you, but um, mm. it's harder, yeah. it's easier said than done. That's right, yeah, you did, you, 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 yeah you, like the, even the Tuesday, like the Tuesday normally has always been leaderish because it's first use of the track and all that, but with that rain and heavy nine, you're thinking, oh, this will chop out quicker than what it probably normally will, but can't believe it sort of had the rail held up to about halfway through the third day, sort of thing, you mm. know. So um, no, that was that threw a spanner in the works, but we, we did a good, I thought we did a good job to get out. get out of the mess, you know, on the last two races, which is the two big, two, two good races, always. Um, Get the result in the last was big. I was very, very pleased about that, Scooty. The uh, over the sky Mark Zara double. So, yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. And then Saturday, lo and behold, Saturday, you're always going to find winners. Walt, Walt uh, bobbed up with a couple of winners. He, I think he had Enchanted Heart 440 into 290. It won like a good thing. Johnny Kelton comes out and finds one as well. I think horror the, watch, Biscay yeah, Biscayne Bay, Bay 550 into, into bugger all, into $3 something. Buried on the rails. Ollie just, it was a good, he rode for luck, rode for luck, yeah. rode for luck, and then got the split. Got Johnny the McLeod, Marbusha. My uh, my chat group was just light, like just lighting up like a Christmas tree. Like, where are these horses when we're doing the stream on the, you know, those those three days? So it's it's big about the support cards on these stream days. Yeah, so it was Murphy's, Murphy's Law that we're going to have a good day on the punt on the Saturday. And, uh, and we had to do a court. We'll just blast into Jamie Carr. That's all you had to do there. It was pretty, kept it pretty simple there. Just go oh, your even, I, even I managed to stuff that up. The did one you? race I did go after her, she yeah. had six rides, five winners. Oh, the one race I lost was horrifying. And <laughs> yeah, that was horrifying. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no good there for me at all. Mm, you heard it on the intro, Ayrton and uh, Jamie Carr, yeah, obviously rode five winners. But what did we make of Ayrton's oh. win? Oh. You like yeah, him? Oh, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. That thing was smoking him. They thought if we're going to get a beat, mm. we'll smoke along and test its fitness first up. So you long command or whatever the thing was. It was smoking along in front and making it work. And she, oh, you'll have to chase the thing. Did it just cruise? Mm. Like, just cruise. Like, never Se- got out of second, second gear. gear. Yeah. In a pressure, like, they went in a pressure race first up. Supposed to be a little bit vulnerable, a little bit soft, Mick Price might have thought. Oh, the way it did it. And the second horse is how efficient's the market? Like mm. Curran deep in the first prep and all this, and the market wanted to back it against, have something on it, and everyone's like, hey, why am I getting a dollar eighty 
well, well, dollar seventy, whatever that the uh, the Aiden got to is because the models and things said Curran's going to go good here again. Yeah, and he's it fine. certainly did. So um, no, yeah, I think he hit like dollar eighty five yeah. on Betfair Aiden. Yeah. So um, yeah, there was definitely sort of a. A push out. I think that was because of the yard, to be honest. Um, oh, was he it? didn't didn't parade. He paraded very similar to what he did on Boxing Day. He's very sort of towy horse. Um, he didn't sweat up or anything. But I think a lot of the yard watchers would have been against him there. I think going to Queensland, given none of them have seen him at all, I reckon there's a fair chance he'll drift late again next start if you look at a back. All those yard so. watchers, all those boys up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I reckon you're gonna back him. Wait till <laughs> wait till late. To I, get, I think get a they'll, spoil. they'll look to be against him if he parades like he did, like he did at Caulfield on Saturday. If he parades similar to that, they'll probably the big sort of teams that have the yard watchers. I think they'll probably be against him. So if you're looking to back him, I'd be waiting till yeah. late for sure. He's a machine. Mm. That he's uh, he's still three sixty in the Stradbroke, which. I couldn't really tip anyone into that race. is a long, long way away, and uh, like he could start four dollars on the day. Mm. Like he's he's got to win next start he's to, even win get in. to get in. Yeah, yeah. So he'd be hard. He's to got beat to travel that. and all that, but yeah. Oh, he's made his machine. I love what he did there. I don't see many horses do that. And he's really right. filled out as well. Like you look yeah. at him from a tight point of view. Sort of last preparation, you could you could sort of see that there was improvement there. Now he's really filled out in the shoulder and his hind quarter, which is like the the two big things he probably had to do, especially in behind. So um yeah, he's ticking all the right boxes for sure. They can jump into the right horses, roll the dice, can't they? Can't they find a horse property? <laughs> They've just had Profit. a golden run. Yeah, and this one was different. This one's come from New Zealand and they the owner <laughs> stayed in and wanted to, you know, went through Mick Price as really a roll of dice, you know. Um, get this crew involved, what do you think? And sure enough, good Lee and Steve Travaglia and that, so good on them, mate. I'll tell you what, there's a bit of pressure on when the first little birdie horse rolls around. They've got to find us one like yeah, this. Hey? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's another horse that uh, was just explosive was uh, it's Jack winning the uh, the SA Derby. Where is the ceiling for this horse? Kieran Ma, it seems like a half a masterstroke here. He won the, the Sydney Derby and then he's just gone off and picked the Adelaide one up. Yeah. This horse just blew him away. It yeah. proved a lot of us wrong. I think but the, um, the, like the win was he won three derbies, three. I think he won three. Yeah, he's on three. Won he's three. Tassie, Tassie, oh, yeah, so as well, and, and then SA. SA. Yeah, the, the, this the ATC is probably a bit of a bit of a was like picking up a hawks picking up the two thousand eight flag. You sort of won it without expecting to. Mm. Um, just by the benefit <laughs> of on the day he copped the pearl of a ride. Yeah, you know, Jay Allen just was brilliant, and Kira Mar says that it was a brilliant ride. Um, but oh, I mean, even the second horse, you know, these Ma horses over two thousand meters. Let's crack a deal. Went terrific, mm, chasing at home, too. you know. But he, um, great. Again, Jay Allen, I love him because he's a especially I like back in middle distance horses and things like that. And he, he rode a winner for us there, leading up to the ball and whatnot. Um, he's a great momentum rider for staying type horses. Mm, yep. Now he was happy to sit wide there the other day because he got the horse in a beautiful rhythm. You know, slow pace, it doesn't matter. if Well, like I know he was on probably the best horse maybe in Australia at the time, Russian Camelot in the Derby last year. He did the same thing. He just stayed wide, kept him out of trouble, momentum horse. That's what he did on Explosive yeah. Jack. Um, interestingly, in play market there in the SA Derby because the caller kept calling it like it was wide, sort of wide the, no cover. Oh, and it wasn't mm. wasn't really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the bots were sort of reacting to that. So well, if you were betting in play. It's the bots and the, all those in play punters listen to the radar because they think they're all well, up, probably getting a, what, a split second edge of Edge and things like that, and that's why um, there is a little polish there if the race callers go off on the wrong edge. <laughs> I think he's a legitimate cup source off what he did there on I, Saturday. I think he is too, because um, especially with the new rules and everything, making it a bit harder for the imports. Well, it could know. be the one of the first years that the cup could be weak in terms of international sort of horses coming over. So it it could be the year for a, you know a horse like him, a, what a three year old turning four, to really sort of uh, dominate the field those lead up races for sure. Mm-hmm. Person ran what? Person ran fifth of Melbourne ran Cup, fifth, didn't he? Yeah. And I'm tipping he's got more scope and probably end up a better horse than yeah, him. The only problem for mine from a cup's point of view, if he went to Queensland and then say got beat, then then you'd sort of reassess where he's at. But yeah. um yeah, I think if you went straight to the paddock right now, he'd be my top seed for the Caulfield Cup yeah, at this stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about uh, minimum bet limits? They kicked in. They did. The new rules kicked in on uh, on Monday, Monday in Victoria. Yep. What's, uh, I guess, probably the best look at that is, you know, the early markets for Saturday and what happened yesterday. There's been a little bit of talk. Oh, and maybe Tuesday as well with the Pakenham meeting. Yeah, there's, been, well, there's been a bit going on, hasn't there, DK? Well, Pakenham, because it was sale originally, a lot of, a lot of those prices just because the meeting gets abandoned and then all mm. the prices went re, re up again. So. You know, a lot of people took like I think three fifty or three eighty reciprocation. He ended up going back up like a dollar eighty. So yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of the early bets they had, and they were finding. They have, to, they have to do that. I mean, if you're good clients, you can ring up and get your bet reinstated, I suppose, and things like that. Yeah. Was more so the um the main there was an issue around the Packenham synthetic meeting on Thursday night with the TAB when they Tuesday first. 
yeah, they went up Tuesday night. It's four tonight. Mm. Um, the TAB went up early, and I it was the second time it's happened in a month. But I'm just I'm hoping it was the only thing that the trader never flicked the fixed on fixed odds button on or something because you went to have a bet at the meeting, and it said proposition not available. And for an hour, the prices just stood there, and they were turning them off and well things like that. Um, and you couldn't get a bet on, and no one could. And the Beniscari uh, and um, Horse Miller and uh, James Jordan, and they couldn't get bets Everyone's on. Everyone's blowing up. Oh, they yeah. couldn't get bets on um, Balaclava as well and things like that. So I'm just hoping it was a system issue, not nothing, just nothing, nothing sinister. So I just hope it doesn't happen again because it wasn't a good look, especially in the first week of the NBLs. Mm. Um, but apart from that, it made it's it's business as usual. As uh, someone said on Monday, it was happy bet three six five reactivation day because a lot of people want to start. You know, they were ones ones the ones to go up and not bet. Um, unlike it, Top Sport and other ones who go up and you can have a bet straight away. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so there was, you know, uh, I haven't had many bets this week. I haven't had any bets, really. I've been catching up on my database work because last week was so busy, but uh, I'll be getting into it this weekend, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm sort of similar. I haven't really had any sort of early bets this week, but um, usually where I, if I was going to bet early, it'd usually be sort of Top Sport or Sports Bet, which is usually where I can get my sort of cash on. So, um, yeah, 365 maybe come back into play if they're going up early. Maybe that sort of opens up a few angles, but, um, yeah, I was – I was always kind of one that would wait until the, a few of the other mobs. The important thing, someone said there might have been an extra 10% on top and all this, like that was something that happened in the, well, trot, that in the trots and things like that. They did that when they did the MBLs, yeah. but they've, they've, they've still gone up stuck at the same percentage. Stuck to the 130. The percentages haven't changed. And because the big the, the, the big joints want to squeeze, I mean, it's just their scale. So they, they want to squeeze the smaller joints, mm. you know, and use their, and they, well, part of their power is getting the price up quick and, and betting, and, and that's, that's good good PR for them and stuff like that. So I don't think, I don't think a lot will change, but just. Everyone can get on, you know. Mm, hopefully, it stimulates the market a bit. I think movement uh, in, encourages other people to bet and talking well, about the prices, particularly for the weekend, for the Saturday meetings mm. and things like that. For the prices people to go up, see to go up on a Wednesday, and for some people to be restricted till nine a.m. on a Saturday morning was just ridiculous. You know? mm. Mm. So. It's going to be a, a cracking show. We've got yeah, the Morfittville card over there. We've got the Group One in Goodwood, and we've got the R.A. Lee. We've got Beat the Bagman. He's back. He's very, very excited. And then uh, Nico's going to run through. He's going to book in Flemington again. Doesn't mind this little play. Lots of first, lots of last. And then Johnny Walter, he's back up in the Gold Coast. He's in his little sanctuary there. He's got the Scone Cup and the Dark Jewel. I think he's found a couple of roughies for us to play. We're brought to you by puntingform.com.au. Their 200-meter sectional uh, splits are unreal. So you can use Australia, Hong Kong, Singapore. They are the best betting database. Can't, 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 can't live without it in the post race. In this day and age, I think someone said the other day, raw times tell you how how fast they ran, mm-hmm. but sectional times tell tell the story about the race. Mm. And you just you can't you can't you can't do form in this day and age without them. Yeah, you uh, you learn all about what's happening. It's just trying to confirm what your eye sees because your eye can sometimes lie. We're going to uh, take a little bit of a break and we're going to come back with Adelaide. Welcome back to Vec Doctor, a behind-the-curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK here and Nico Noonan in studio. But it's time to talk Adelaide Racing. Their autumn carnival is in overdrive, and we've got Beat the Bagman joining us. Johnny Kelton's warmed the chair for him, but our main man is back. <laughs> yes, I'm back in the hot seat. Thank you to uh, John Kelton. He's uh, yeah, he's a good kid. I think he might make the grade one day. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a lot of potential. He's a black booker for sure. Now it's uh it's been a cracking couple of weeks at Adelaide, and there'd be a little bit of a mini fill up with Biscayne Bay last week for listeners of the show. But this week the action does not stop. We got the R A Lee Stakes as uh, the first race that we're going to have a look at. There hasn't been much action odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now, but it's Vacillator who's opened up favourite three fifty, Doctor Drill four forty, Morvado seven dollars, Lord Vadivostok nine dollars, Magnabella. $9. Not much action there to report from Top Sport, but uh, the replay that we're going to get queued up here for you, Bagman, is uh, the last start for Lord Vada Vostok. And oh, I, one of your old favourites, Bagman. Yeah, we talk about this horse a lot. He's got some yes. behavioural issues, but uh, we'll queue up the replay now. Yeah, this is the uh, last start of Lord Vladivostok. The other interesting runner in this race is Hustle of War there with the uh, black cap running last. You watch it rattle home late. So we had Lord Vladivostok loom outside Ace of Clubs in this event. Looked like it was going to run straight past it and hit the wall in about the last 100, 150 metres to be uh, outgunned late. Um, look, I thought... That was uh, almost two months between runs. I thought the fitness that will get out of that, um, his second up record is 
Excellent. We've lost Jess Eaton for the ride, but we gained Todd Panel. Todd Panel and Michael Hickmont, when they combine, going at about 35% win strike rate. Um, I'm expecting it to roll either to sit outside the lead or just behind the leaders, get a really good run in transit and uh, expect to see a sharp improvement from last start. I think around that $9 makes a very good each way bet. I'd also be willing to include Hustler War at around that $18. Excellent closing sectionals. And uh, I think if we go Lord Vladivostok with Hustler War as a little saver, I think we'll go pretty close to getting a collect out of the event. Mm, bit of a uh, class rise here. I thought it was a pretty average race last start. Does that concern you at all, Bagman? Yeah, I thought the obviously the Victorians of Dr. Drew and Vassilator obviously have the score on the board. I thought they were probably short enough in the market. And Vassilator, I thought, mapped a little bit awkward. As betting propositions, I can't really have both of them. Obviously, they're great chances and can definitely take out the race. But uh, value is the name of the game, Scoot. And uh, I think we've got two value runners there. Mm. Any thoughts in here in the studio? Boys? Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised. Bagman's looked around the, the favourites in the market there. I mean, Vassilator could be just a dead set Flemington horse. You know, he's got to travel. He doesn't. I don't know if he's travelled before. Um, yeah, I think Vassilator's won four races, and they're all Flemington. Flemington yeah. Mm. So that's what I. That was my immediate thought. Oh, Vassilator's over there. You know. So I'm not surprised that Bagman's looked around it. Yeah, Doctor Drill was uh, okay first up. Gets Jamie Carr aboard. I think he, he's definitely the, probably the best horse in the race. He's a horse that has a lot of issues though. So. Um, yeah, I thought the first up run was okay. Might be better for 2000, better at 2000. Yeah, exactly. Well. They might be looking for sort of uh, maybe heading to Queensland for him. Yeah, I, when I sort of looked at this race last night, I was with Bagman. I thought Hustle of War, you probably got to have a look at here. Like his closing sort of figures on the putting form data, like his last two races, he's nearly run five lengths above for his last 200. Like I know they're in slowly run races, but Still. this is a thing that DK loves. Like this horse just finds the line every single yeah. start. Like he went through a, a big purple patch of form last duration where he was running first and second all the time. Um, he's just a line finder. And I think at 17, you've got to be on. Yeah. Mm. All right, there we go. Mm. So uh, maybe take a wide berth of Vacillator here. The next race is uh, the Group 1 Goodwood. And listen, listeners of the show would have found one that, uh, and I hope you followed up on it, uh, Bagman, Savoxetil. Came out and won last start after you tipped at the start before. Seems to happen a fair bit, instant celebrity. So even the horses that we're talking about, they're sometimes just knocking the door down. Their horses in form, and if they don't win the start we're tipping them, make sure you uh, follow up and, and do the races because they are. They're uh, ready to peak, and that's what this is all about. This is a, uh, a tricky one, the uh, the group one, Goodwood. There could be a moral or there could be some queries around the favourite here, and that's the one that they've backed early. We've got the odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now. We've got Gitra, the heavily backed favourite in early markets, 370 into 310. We've got Behemoth, the big boy, 360 or 460. Instant Celebrity, 750 to 650. And Bo Ross at 10 into 9. I think he could have got around the $21 mark uh, before its last start win. Bo Rossa also. The uh, the replay that we're going to call up here is Gitra in the, uh, in the Everest a couple of starts back. And it was a huge run here. It was buried along the fence. It's... Uh, Got the uh, the white baldy face coming from well back in the ruck there. It's getting scrubbed along. It's just starting to peel off the fence. It's got the white cap, the blue with the white sleeves coming onto the outside, out and around uh, one of the Godolphin runners there and just coming in behind Classic Legend. And it was amazing performance to sort of savage the line and, and fall into third there. He was in no man's land, wasn't he, Bagman? Yes. Yeah, certainly was. And I think the interesting point is that last uh, two times now, G-Tri's met Behemoth. G-Tri's had quite the better of Behemoth. Um, I think you're really taking, has the horse come up after its long break? It was a um, obviously injury-enforced layup. Has the horse came back? They put up around $3, $80, $4. The punters have stepped in. I take that as a sign that it's ready to go. Jason Collett coming over to take the ride also, I think is also a uh, very positive sign. I think the value's disappearing quickly, but uh, I think if you snapped up that $3, $84 when markets went up, I think you've got a really good bet there. Mm. DK? Just um, just when I first looked at his race and some stats popped up, Bagman, um, I noticed Gordon Richards' stats are right down. Um, have you noticed anything there? Uh, he hasn't had many yeah, winners this he, year. For the season, he's definitely uh, his win strike rate is definitely down, I guess, from previous years. But uh, I guess you're only as good as the horses you had. I mean, the, the horses he had coming through with Bold Star and G-Tra and 
it was just a plethora of top line sprinters. I guess they all can't be racing at once. And um, yeah, there's been a little bit of a dip in the stable, but uh, they don't call them Group One Gordon for nothing. I'm expecting a bounce back <laughs> hard on Gordon, Saturday. There we go. Nico, uh, thoughts on this one? Yeah, look, it, it, to my eye, they're, they're the two class horses of the race, without a doubt. Uh, Geetra and Behemoth. Geetra is probably better at 1,200 metres than Behemoth, but I sort of saw an opportunity here with Behemoth with Craig Williams aboard um, from barrier number six to potentially sit closer to Geetra than, say, in uh, last year's Goodwood. What do you think of that, Bagman? Yeah, that's obviously going to be – the the map is obviously going to be pivotal and – Behemoth can't be giving G-Trade five, six lengths. I think with Craig Williams on board, it's in- interesting that he uh, jumped off in- instant celebrity to get on back on Behemoth. I think that is a positive sign for the Behemoth fans. I think you can get on the back of G-Trade, it will give it its best chance. But, um, yeah, the map will be all important and where they land in running. I bet after the barrier draw, he was very pleased he made that decision too. Because <laughs> Insta Celebrity is in a... Uh, <laughs> little bit of a spot of bother out there in 11, I think. And uh, I know there's been a little bit of money when markets went up, but uh, I've got a market quite a bit longer. A bit of J car groupies. Mm, it, uh, it, it's yeah. just a, <laughs> under the conditions of the race, set weights and penalties, G-Char, if it's right, looks uh, looks definitely to be the one. Uh, I did a little bit of homework. G-Char, I've always struggled to uh, pronounce this, but what does G-Char mean? It's, uh, it's a spirit appearing as a horse or a dog that haunts lonely roads. There we go. How well named that. Whoever the good those owners who found that. How good. <laughs> oh, absolute corker there. We, we saw Sorry, a couple. We good. looked down the barrel a couple of lonely roads last week in the bulldozer. <laughs> and Nico was probably driving home to Mortlake oh, in a couple when, of them thinking, what are we doing here? Wednesday. Wednesday night was very much like that for me. In anyway, the horrors. In the horrors I was. But anyway, great game. And the roller coaster of the punt. Isn't it good? That's the best. And I see do else. Bagman's uh, just uh, uh, tweeted out something interesting. After seeing Ellen DeGeneres announce she's quitting this morning, I'm also quitting gambling as it's not a challenge for me anymore. <laughs> Big Ellen for you, Bagman. Bagman. Too easy. Yeah, well, I think if uh, Ellen thinks a sinking show is uh, not a challenge anymore, so why should I bother with gambling anymore? It's not a challenge anymore. I think we can all take a, a motto from Ellen's life. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, but uh, the great game is uh, plenty of lessons to learn. It's always a uh, bit of a puzzle, so let's see what uh, Spanner gets popped up in the works. I think uh, G-Tri is a really good bet on Saturday if he's right. But uh, i got a question for Bagman. Oh, I don't go. know if he's done this race, but the proud miss, Rubisaki or Brooklyn Hustle? Who are you leaning with? Rubisaki for mine. Um, yeah, I think I thought that was a chance. Uh, there's a lot of uh, horses in there who have, I've burnt a lot of money on in the past. I won't be going too hard <laughs> at that event, Nico. <laughs> yeah, just uh, a race, yeah, like you said, a lot of horses in there. I imagine the, the putters who have stuck fat with Brooklyn Hustle, uh, they need to be rewarded sometimes. And Jamie Carr gets aboard <laughs> there. Jamie Carr, so Brooklyn Hustle. That'll be, that'll be a great contest, her v. Uh, Rubisaki, who finally looked like she's uh, getting back to somewhere near her best. So um, that'll be a, an interesting race. It's a really good day of racing there at Adelaide. Oh. Compared to last week where it was just sort of junk to start the day and then you had the feature, this is a really good card all throughout. Mm. It is, yeah. It is some good races. I thought the ride of uh, Todd Panel on Cherry Tortoni last last week was uh, was a cracker too. So it's interesting that Paddy Payne's gone with Todd Panel again. Wasn't that just a gift? Two, $2.50 late. I heard, I heard Paddy talk about it after the race, but he said it should have been getting 13 kilos. The second horse should have been getting 13 kilos off if it was on level weights or something. Mm. <laughs> That's probably why Bagman's retired from the punt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too, it's been too fat. Uh, it was an absolute beauty. All right, thanks, Bagman. Uh, good luck on the weekend. Thank you, guys. I'm off to see uh, Matt Damon at the local pub tab now. We're going to have some yeah. bet on Yonkers. See you <laughs> later, guys. <laughs> what a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> so rude. Uh, fantastic stuff. If you're having a bet, don't don't bet with the TAB. Bet with topsport.com.au. They're family-owned and operated. They've been in the game for 35 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust. Bet with Topsport. They bet the big limits uh, as soon as they go up, so you're always sure to get on. And uh, without them, we couldn't put the streams uh, together. Yes, have them in your prayers for Thursday night, I'd say. Yes, good ah, over for next week. The, uh, the, the, dog dog, the Dogs boys are yeah, going to take on the Dogs boys again, which good on Tristan for doing that. Mm, so we've got Paddy McKenna and Troy Little in the uh, the Lone Wolves too, the uh, the uh, second edition of the oh, live stream. Back at Soundia? Yeah, yeah it's back at Sandown. It's the heat. So I'll tell you what, for the Melbourne Cup heats, the guys absolutely blitz, and they blitz again on Melbourne Cup night. So make sure you check that out. We're going to open the uh, the live stream uh, in, oh, registration on Sunday, so check that one out. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk Flemington. 
Welcome back to Bet Doctor, a behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK here, the punters punter, and Nico Noonan. And it's time to talk Flemington. A little bit of rain around for Melbourne, but Flemington's probably one of the most best drying tracks in Australia. They do a fantastic job, all in all. The uh, the track managers down in Melbourne, it is a funny, windy, mm, sometimes freezing joint. But uh, let's talk about uh, Flemington Race 1. We've got the odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now. Lafargu is 310. Rainair is 550 into $5. Riverviews, 550. Four Real Life, $6. Deluxe Legend, 9. And Mimosas. DK probably likes a mimosa. $10 there. We're going to play a couple of jump outs here, Nico, and uh, you can talk us through them. Yeah, this is uh, Lafargu. I think we're going to roll with horse number four. He's here in the O'Brien colours, uh, the Russian Camelot colours, their third. thought this was a pretty good piece of work. This is the first jump out he has. Um, this was against a few unraced horses from memory. Um, I just like what he starts doing here late. He's just asked for a bit of an effort. This is probably the most crucial part of his work, this last 200 metres, where he really starts to chase this horse out in front of him. He's not asked for a supreme effort there. He just keeps flying the line, and then it's his works through the line. So the camera just waits for the other horses there. And then you see once it pans back to where he is, he's really That's taking gray horse. significant ground off this leader and just own steam mm, too. truck through the line there. So I think this is a horse who has a, a bit of talent of what I've seen. And this is his second piece of work. This was at Werribee. And again, he sat wide in this event, which he's going to do on Saturday. He's joining barrier number 10. So I imagine he's got a probably a similar scenario to this where he's outside of horses and having to let down. I thought the way he traveled into this was very nice. He's just sort of doing it under his own steam again. And then just watch the way he lets down this last sort of 200 metres punters. It's a pretty impressive piece of work. I think he's got a fair bit of ability, this horse. He was scratched from last week, save for this. Scratch from the 1,200 back to the 1,000. That'd be my only knock. Yeah, he's I given just a, thinking that myself, having a look at him. He's given a little shake up, but I think the straight will really help him. He's got no bends to get around. He can just stay in clear momentum there from barrier number 10. Yeah, I loved his action late where he's really just stretching out nicely there to the line. So I think he's a pretty smart colt in a race that just doesn't have a lot of depth. So I was happy enough to back him at sort of $3. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a bit longer on the day. The 1,000 metres would be my only concern. It's just a little bit too short. If it was 1,100, I'd probably be really betting up. But yeah, it should just get an uninterrupted run for Barry number 10 and just be uh, blending in at the right time, I imagine. Mm. Yeah, a lot to like about uh, those those jump outs for sure. It was, yeah. He just, he just looks like a strong horse. I just don't know, you know, it's 1,000 metres, whether it's 1,000 metre horse, but he's talent like might get him... Um, Get him over the but line. The, the, go. the straight thousand meters is like it's a, more testing. It's a, it's a different island to say a thousand meters around Mooney Valley, three, especially three. if they sit mm, up and he's within three or four lengths. I, I like a hundred percent think he's got the best turn of foot out of any of these horses in this yeah. race. Um, Rainer, he looked like a horse who's going to get over further. Riverviews was ran in the English race on debut and ran last. He's been golded and got the blinkers on since then. Recent trial, he was a bit all out for real life. Looked a little bit of squib for mine, so. There's enough knocks on these other horses. I was I was happy enough to take the price here and back in his ability. On a, it's a pretty tricky day there at Flemington on Saturday. So um, this was one of the races I was kind of keen to have a bet in. Well, I thought one not hopeless there was Vinlago off uh, its first up run at sale. It, they, um, it sort of trolled up good, jumped out good, and then it's had got the race experience, which will help it in good stead. And it seems big odds to me. $34. $34. $34. Yeah, like, I ran huge. second the other day, didn't it? And, um, mm. That was a sprint home race. They just sprinted up the straight, and the, Billy Egan gave the, gave the leader a really soft time. Um, so I just, yeah, I think see Preble going on, one for your exotics. Or 750 some, the place is yeah. uh, juicy, think, juicy. I think, you know, with the race experience, I'll hold it in really good stead. Any uh, any concern Fred on, on top? No, I think Fred's a very capable jockey um, when he gets the right opportunities. He tends to ride well for Danny O'Brien. Mm. Um, it's a, a stable that gives him a few opportunities, especially in this off-season sort of time, and he's rewarded them before. So, like I said, from barrier 10, I think he's just sort of in the running line there, three wide, peels out, and then hopefully... And it's a depleted... Field of jocks. I mean, you've got Zara yeah. and a couple of others there, and it's then it's cars over in Adelaide. Yeah, then it's you've got it's, Zara, then I'd say Benny Allen. It's in recent form. form. He's yeah. probably the, the next best, best rider of the meeting. Depleted stocks. If they're going to ride a winner, it's um, get opportunities. It's these 100%. days. Yeah, all, all the good jockeys are gone. Zara's the the seat 1A for sure in uh, terms of the rankings, and the rest are pretty even. So he'll be um, hungry. He'll normally D Oliver or D Lane will be on this thing, and he's, you know, he, mm. he's, he's getting the gig. Mm. The next race we're going to talk about is race nine. As we said, we've bookended it. Uh, we've got odds courtesy of topsport.com.au. The York Trophy benchmark 78. We love picking off these weak races. Ocean Miss, 9.50 into 4.80. Big move. Dirty Deeds, $5. San Fabrizio, 5.50. Prince of Alina, 6.50. Mr. Tiplar, $8. Dazzling Damsel, $9. And we're going to get the last 400 of Dirty Deeds up on the screen here. Yeah, he's a dirty horse, dirty deeds. He's, <laughs> um, he's definitely not one that the punters really love steaming into, but 
Well, they do. They just haven't really got the collect on him recently. Um, look, his last start, I think he should have won at Soundown. Um, he was held up at a crucial part of the race. He's just kind of working yeah. through his momentum here. Demore's at him. And then Spring Choice kind of puts him back in the pocket, the horse to his outside in the pink cap, yeah. and approach the screen, kind of rolls out. So he's just uh, halted for momentum there. And then he gets back on the, the back of Spring Choice, and he hits the line real strong. Like, he's the fastest last 200 metres of the race. His last 200 metres on the all benchmark punting form data, five and a half lengths above. Um, like, look at him charge the line mm. there. I think he should have won. He's now gets the blinkers going on and gets Damien Thornton on, which I think would be a big Looks positive like resource. Do you think, DK? Like, he's ran second his last three starts. So I think but, they're definitely thinking the blinkers could improve him. I think he, at Bendigo, I think he did try. He just got nutted on the line by a better horse in Reckoning, who's since won. Um, so the blinkers go on here. Thornton aboard, he's well-weighted. He's just going to need luck from Barry number one, DK's favourite draw. But I think if Thornton can find the gaps, he's a hungry jockey. He, he's a jockey that can find these sort of runs and push these horses over the line. So I think if he finds the gaps from one, uh, he should be winning with the blinkers on. You know what I think is a little pearl with D Thornton? D Thornton's a very good rider on horses with blinkers first time. Okay, He's, a, he's effective. Rousseau, he was on Rousseau, wasn't he, last weekend? Um, Open minded is another one that comes to mind. I think yep, yep. He's, he's he's just a he's just a jockey. Skyman, yeah, Skyman. So he's effective rider on, on horses with blinkers first. He's very aggressive and he, he gets a lot out of them. Yeah. He's um you know always up at their neck, really yep. pushing them out. So I think yeah, the blinkers on. It could really just switch this horse on. He's always been a horse that had a lot of ability. He's knocking on the door for a win. Just barrier one is just a little ick there. If he had a drew sort of five or six. I'd be really happy to take the price, but um, yeah, I think six dollars is a is a reasonable. Ha, ha, Harder Poussin's still in the back of front of your mind. There wasn't he something like that. Oh, Jay Allen, he did his he cop twenty meetings trying to get out. Like, <laughs> you can't say he wasn't trying. He was <laughs> trying his hardest. But that's there. what happens when you get very down there. Oh, anyway, didn't have to bring that one up. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's, I just bit of fresh hell there. You're a bit sensitive <laughs> about Barry one. Oh, just trying to trigger <laughs> each other here. Fantastic stuff. All right. I think, uh, oh, we might, might as well talk about uh, the Andrew Ramsden. There. Oh, yeah, the win, uh, winning your in? Yeah, winning your in race. And uh, I think BZ tweeted it out the other day. No more whinging from uh, the trainers. This is your option. And there's only, it's a 10-horse field here to uh, win, the winning your in race. And there's 400K on the on the table. That's so it. It, it looks like a bit of an afterthought for a couple of these. Miami Bound, Realm of Flowers coming through the Sydney Cup. I was all over Miami Bound and it was a huge run. She was in. In no man's land. It's very interesting, that, because you've got the two horses off the, what I call, excuse run in the Sydney Cup. Yeah. That didn't get much hope. Realm of Flowers and Miami Bound up against Persan and, mm. and the... Uh, Grand Promenade. You've got the three-pronged the three -pronged attack from the best 2,000-metre-plus stable in, the, in Australia. Yeah, how about them throwing in through Irish <laughs> eyes? He's got, <laughs> got the 2,800-metre lead up there at the St. Ledger. So, yeah, look, I think it's a pretty disappointing field, to be honest. Uh, for a race, it's a golden ticket into the Melbourne Cup. Like, I know Persan ran fifth in the Melbourne Cup last year, but... Um, it was a race where he was it, the spot he was in. He was highly mm. advantaged. The backmarkers just had no chance. So, um, yeah, imagine if any if any of these horses are getting a start in the cup next year, they're all fifties. So, <laughs> I don't know. When you, when you compare this race to say two years ago when we had Surprise Baby Steel Prince, was, yeah, mm. who yeah, were the, you know, the two headline Real acts targeted at it, you know, they, they then, then last was... year like Ocean X won it. She's done nothing since. Yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know if it's working to be honest. The field no. it's attractive. I asked Neil Wilson about BZ on after the last ask Neil Wilson. Oh, we we'll just well, we'll keep looking at it. We'll keep looking at it. So whether they can spice it up a bit more. Unless or... unless next year it attracts a better field than this, it shouldn't be a golden ticket race in yeah. the cup. Yep, mm. yep, good there's, um, there's so much for that. There's, uh, I think, top sport 124% on the board. and Yeah, I couldn't well, be no one's Well, no one's got any idea. No. Like, no well, you, well, you, that, that SP from Persands, like, that's a great – it's $1.55 last start up against the two from the Sydney Cup. Like, and, like, it, it's completely out of his profile. Like, he hasn't run a bad race for Mar Eustace at all. Mm. Yeah. Like, not one <laughs> bad race. And now he comes into the grand final. It's his worst race of probably his recent sort yeah, of career. Yeah. Gee, it's just, it is a grey up. It is yeah. a real grey up, this race. I thought Constantinople wasn't the worst. Yeah, at the price. It was good. Someone at in the, the chat price. room at the Bulls said, oh, I can't see it. What do you think of Constantinople and Big Odds? It had no there? form to start before. You no couldn't form. back it off its last half. His message after the race is If this is right. his target. Yeah. He yeah. Might have, they might have got it back. Mm. Holland on. He was potent at the bull. He was just he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. taking the races by the scruff of the neck down there. I wouldn't be surprised if they send this horse to the front. Or something like that, because um, target race, they really need to get something out of him, because he was favourite for the Melbourne Cup. That's right. When he first came out, yeah, yeah he, was he should have won the Caulfield Cup. So yep. that, there's going to be antenna plenty here. Maybe at sixties, and if they go straight to the front, you could have something on. But um, yeah, tricky, tricky race. 
Yeah, well, uh, if it's too hard now, uh, the best thing to do is get Nico Noonan's Mounting Yard Mail. So in the last three to five minutes of every race for the Metros on Wednesdays and Saturdays, he'll be out there at Flemington on Saturday. And he'll give you that uh, oversight too. He blends in his punting form stuff with what he sees in his jump outs and in the yard. So he's got all bases covered. For 11 bucks a meeting, it is an absolute cracking product there. And we saw how... We got a first-hand view of it in the bulldozer. Particularly late on that that last last day. Especially, you know, it was Adelaide Ace. Was I remember that was Adelaide Ace? Mm, the wasn't cup. That a sick result. That was a sick result. The cup, and then the last. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the, you know, I liked one. And I, had, I had a horn for the last, and Nico comes on and said, "Oh, it's the one from the yard as well." It's just, it just gives you extra confidence to go again. You know, that's the sort of thing what we did. Mm. So, there, was, there was a couple of winners too at uh, twenty to one. Uh, on the, I think on yeah, that I middle think, day, that I think that's thing, definitely so. the way to play it if you're looking to get involved. You know, if I'm sort of, you know, putting a horse on top and things like that, and you've already done your form and your assessments, and you like it. I think you can definitely look to maybe have a bigger bet, or if I'm saying, oh, it's like fighting Harada when I'd seen him the two starts prior. Yeah, yeah exactly. Then, that was that was such good insight. And then on that the was Thursday, such good I was just looking to go in there and go, we're going to launch here again. Yeah. That was my thought process yep. going in. And then that once I saw him in the yard, I was thinking, yeah. So that's probably the way to play it. Do your own stuff and then sort overlay. of overlay it. Yeah, for sure. The other key feature with punting form is their black book. So you can put notes against all horses to stay for their lifetime or against a run. So make sure you check out puntingform.com.au. Up next, we're going to talk to Walt and we're going to talk Scone Cup. It's their feature meeting on the Friday and they haven't got two race days this year. This, this yeah, we'll don't know what's going, what's going on, on here. So you have to do Scone on Friday and then Rosie Hill on Saturday. PVL has given them a haircut. We'll talk Scone Cup next. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK, the punters punter, Nico Noon, and in studio. And poor old Walt has been banished back to his Gold Coast cupboard. How are you, Walt? He's ever through. I've been banished to 25 degrees and sunny <laughs> conditions. Oh, it's just terrible up here. I just I want to neck myself. What's happening? <laughs> oh, it's a uh, it's a cracking scone cup meeting. But uh, what's happened here? Usually they get two days and. It's Rose Hill on Saturday, and this is a Friday-only meeting. What's doing? Am I allowed to talk about this? Let's think about it. Uh, <laughs> let's just say the president of the Scone Club is no longer the president of the Scone Club, and uh, and that's uh, – I don't know if it's got anything to do with it anyway. There's lots of rumours, but it's been compressed to one day, and it is what it is, and I'm trying to work out why when I pick the races, there's six and seven runners and two chances. You pick the races, there's 27 mares with 35 chances, and it took me three hours to do two races. Thank you, Nick. Oh, you picked the races. Well, I thought they were good races. I thought they're the races. I was going to have a go at him about that myself. That was my first point of the course. Oh. I said, there's, t- there's maidens, there's class ones, class twos, and he's going to pick the hardest races to do the pool. What's going on? <laughs> oh, you got the shits as well. Well, I thought we'd make Walt work a little bit harder. Last week he got it easy. He had a couple of abandonments. There was a couple of washouts, so he only did half the work last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, that was tough. Just 17 hours live. It was great. <laughs> now a little bit of a hat tip Walter found Enchanted Heart it was a tricky one in the takeover target he said Gosford would be underwater the 1200 metre race it raced like it was 1400 and the market told the story 440 into 290 so uh, make sure you're writing down Walt's tip he is almost a genius almost for red air I'm untouchable Mm, hopefully you are untouchable because you're uh, in a bit of hot water at the moment. But uh, good segue into the dark jewel. Odds courtesy of topsport.com.au up on the screen now. More profits has been the one they've backed early, 550 into 440. Rock o'clock, 550 into 480. Missile Mantra, $7. Asiago, $9. Generals, 950 And double digits, the rest. And Walt has gone hunting well outside the market here. DK, oh, you, know, he? you look. Yeah, what are you going to say? I was just going to say Ty's doing a really good job because Tim, oh. Tim Tim Clark's on the favourite here. I just saw that's the first thing I noticed in the race. You should get one of those buttons, mate. You know they go no, yes, or Ty's doing a good job. Ty's doing a good job. Ty's, and then he wouldn't have to keep repeating it over and over again. Um, he might uh, might need a new joke repertoire, but in his mind, it's hilarious. He's uh, he's losing it in here. But uh, let's have a look at the replay of She Shall Fly and. She Shall Fly was beaten very narrowly in a 1,400-metre group to set weights where it met Missile Mantra set weight. So they both carried 55, this time five kilos better. If you watched the two rides, this horse has copped its first two runs back. You'd feel very sorry for the horse. Gets a rider change tomorrow, gets gate one. There's not a huge amount of speed, and I think this horse can be ridden much closer. It is a, a wide go because I think the query is a strong 1,400 for this horse. 
but that gate one and back to this sort of grade, 54 kilos, $34, I think um, it's worth a shot at the title compared to others like More Profits who maybe has more upside than She Shall Fly, but at the moment gets in this waist really, really poorly at the weights meeting She Shall Fly set weights and, you know, you're getting 440 as opposed to $34. So that's my thinking. I think Miss Omantra is the quality, but never carried 59 in a race before, let alone tried to try and beat this, this level of field. So uh, having a shot at the title with She Shall Fly. DK, you, you've, it no, sounds I'll, like you spent a bit of time on this no, race, I'll, given your angst. No, no, I'll just Miss Omantra, who we've known down here, Nico, she's been flying down here, was... One on the way out, then one on the way back in. That's always learnt that off Mark Reed. That's a great sign. Out well, back well. Um, so that that's for who I thought. And then I'd, I'd like to see Walt lying up his out wide selection through Miss Mantra because uh, it looked like uh, it looked. It looked well, like I think the it's the one to buy. Like I can't knock it at eight or nine bucks or whatever it is. I, I'd rather knock Rock O'Clock and um, and more profits uh, leading the the way because I don't think they've got the quality of of Missile Mantra and um, and She Shall Fly is probably a peg below, but gets the five kilos. So that was, yeah, my line of thinking. Mm, you're getting $9, the juicy slot there. We love Barry one. Yeah, yeah, yeah right there we said like Barry one, like it was like it was a bonus. Like <laughs> and it's drawn Barry one. Mate, it's, it's Harold Park. I, I tell you what, if they're $34, it's the all right. That's it. The track should dry out too there. It should be a four by uh, Friday from what I'm, I'm hearing too, so it should be a perfect mm. surface. Yeah, it's a it's a good find, isn't it? Like you look back through her four mass preparation. I was just watching that replay then. She she comfortably beat Missile Mantra when they were at, in the Rose of Kingston there, and Sierra Sue got up the fence in one of the great rides by Michael Walker. She was knocking Ooh. on the door all of last preparation to get the win. That was her first preparation for Kevin Corson's as well, who does a very good job with his stable down there at Balnearing. So um, he's not like leaving a- the horse here if it's going no good. Like he, he just doesn't leave it up for a scone dark jewel if it's going no good, you know, beating six last start. It was just a horror fest from start to finish last start. And uh, and he's like, I think it beat Savitiano home that day too. What price did he? Why are you laughing? There's no one <laughs> oh. in that room that can make you laugh. So why are you laughing? Oh, well, who are you looking at? You're starting to look over to the right. You're meant to be looking front and center at us. I got a mirror over there. Is that all right? <laughs> What's happening? Well, I don't know. It's, that might explain the uh, the light and how it's sort of All bouncing off that. Oh, oh there it is. The, the, Videos. The secret. Uh, oh, don't. And the, I don't know about the uh, the yellow on you, Walter. Being a fellow redhead, I don't know hey. if yellow's our colour. Average Joe's. I've just been playing dodgeball <laughs> all morning. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, after bunking in with you all of last week, uh, yeah, it's a real uh, insight how, how into the, the beautiful the, mind. How's the movie, Walter? Walter? Just uh, getting yeah, around the movies yeah, there. What, what was that, Tuesday that? night? Tu- Tuesday What's night. Going... Bob Odenkirk or whatever, and they make, what's the movie? Uh, what's the movie? Oh, I can't think of it. Anyway, it was like the the, the, the the old mate next door version of John Wick or something. Like, surely come up with a decent idea, you clowns. <laughs> Put DK in the feature or something. Something, something. Uh, we are here to preview the races. Who knows? If you've just joined us, uh, you could be watching anything here. But uh, it's Scone Cup we're talking about next. Waltz uh, found She Shall Fly, $34 and $9 the slot at Top Sport. So nice little roughy there, and the boys are starting to claw onto that. So Scone Cup, odds courtesy Top Sport on the screen now. We've got two joint favourites here. We've got Lua Me In and Royal Celebration at $6. Pandano's been the one that's been back, $12 into 8 Facedos $9. Bottega, 15 to 12 Mr. Dependable, $12. And he's gone hunting out wide again, Johnny. And uh, the replay that we're going to... Pop up here. Is my $23 is gone. Someone's already sniped it. I think the crow tipped it last night, the maggot. <laughs> oh, he's up and about. Don't you, we might have to swab, see what's in his cereal this morning. No, that helped you. Is that, that helped you? Uh, <laughs> you got me on it. You got me on it. I was, I was on it this week. Went and grabbed it at the supermarket. Yeah, no, pretty strong. Well, pretty have you strong. got the sugar free? Oh, natural Does sweetener. It? Is that the same thing? Uh, natural yeah, sweetener? Long term. I don't uh, think. Look at what it's done to Walt's mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the replay that we're going to call up here, we've got to get this show on the road. We've got Order again. He's had two trials, and here's his latest one in the red tartan. He was absolutely smoking uh, before we started playing the replay here. Uh, he's about third back defence. So this is this dirty poly track, right? And the reason why I love it, it's very hard to run on on these tracks. And any horse that sort of runs under their own steam, they're doing better than what they seem. And they don't go much better than this, I don't think. Yeah, he sort of has to. He puts a left blinker down and uh, comes Pollock's out. Definitely not on it. Hmm. Out, out at nearly right angles there, and as you can see, there's a few horses hard ridden, and he's just absolutely smoking the pipe. And 
What's the price now, Walter, at Top Sport? It's just been knocked off a little bit, 21 into $18. What price did you take now that you're allowed to bet? No, not, no, not betting yet. I'm not that sort of person. I'm not that sort of person. I'm not an early sniper. If I've done that many times, <laughs> the prices tend to tunnel. It's not worth the, it's not worth the battle. But you want to know my thinking here? It's great. Yeah, go on. First up, so this this horse, I, I it won on a heavy eight. First up, last time it wasn't an eight. It was a bollocks uh, rating. It was closer to a four. So taking a line through that, it's a 1550-meter race there at Kensington where it's ripped away from them, slow tempo, come from back in the field, smashed them. This horse was just like crying out for a rider last uh, for the last two preparations. They've stuck with the same fella. Uh, Abdullah goes on this time, perfect draw, and I think that the 1600s going is not a hard 1600. This horse got format the 2000 anyway. Flies fresh, flies wet, dry, whatever you want. Um and the, it's a very even race, but I just go. I'm looking for form away from. Looks like Elvis. Um, who's your favourites? Yeah, is it heavily back last start, wasn't it? Looks oh, like Lure Elvis. Me in, Royal Celebration favourites. Faced us on. Can't have it in a million years. I just think it's a very average race. This Pandano has got enormous form, but it's sort of 28 days between runs, and off a couple of grand finals. So you think it would be. A little bit vulnerable. This horse will have fresh legs, soft run, exposed, perfect horse for scone. And I think, um, well, I'm going to say twenty eighteen dollars is uh, well over the odds. Mm. Yeah, uh, Lua Mian was a horse I had a look at on one of our uh, review podcasts we did on the racing show, and I thought he's probably a horse to follow out of that race. And gee, they haven't missed him here at sort of six dollars. I thought he might be sort of going around at twelves or thirteens. If he's eighteen dollars, he's probably the horse you want, and I, yeah, because he's got a similar pattern. Sort of get back, want 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 to find. I don't think um, Rachel King's in in the form she was probably in a few months ago. Maybe lacking a bit of confidence too. So you want your riders to be well and truly up and about to be getting home horses like Lua Mian that are a little bit shy of the winning post at times. How is B. Avdella going? Oh, I thought he was going good yesterday on Fast Coney until his horse absolutely spat the bit with 50 to go and refused to win. But I think he's okay. I think that um, that winner over the carnival uh, got him back into the the, the the right frame of mind and he's, he's chipping away. Nice. He's definitely a stand. There's not many riders here. Like most of them are up in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. So yeah. there's a 1,000-metre uh, maiden on the card up there, Johnny. I tell you, there's a... There's a, a very interesting runner in that I'm, race. There's a little one I Mate. might mention in race two, in race one on the card. Oh, uh, I think Char Reddy will go close. Uh, they're primed back to his home track, 1,300 perfect. The favourites, 1,000 to 1,300. And the second, uh, the, I thought the danger was hockey. I thought the market was completely wrong there. The two, two, from, two from seven in race one to get us off and running. The horse all coming all the way from Benella. The Finch. Oh, the flying Finch. Yeah. Russell Osborne. Russell Osborne. We're good first up. It's got talent, that horse. Hope it's got gate one. No, mm. gate, gate five. five that's sickening. Yeah, I haven't done that race. <laughs> Haven't done that race. We might uh, just extend the show by another half hour and just sit here and uh, preview the uh, the Scone card. But uh, what the boys are talking about is Scone race one, number two, Shah Reddy. Walt's found that one and DK's just popped his head out and said uh, Scone race two, number two, Flying Finch, is a horse to uh, bear close attention to from Benalla, gone all the way up to Scone there. Walt, uh, we might get you to stick around for the uh, the top sport big bet section. We'll uh, we'll fly through this one. Uh, we'll just get the uh, the big bets on the screen and I'll read them out. Flemington, race seven, number four. Rathlin, 1,000 at 7.50. Any thoughts, boys, any? Well, it's gone off. It's into $5 now. Oh. So there's definitely so uh, a train of thought that uh, he's going to be peaking there on Saturday. Mm. And then uh, race nine, number 10, Ocean Miss. There was a thousand at seven fifty, so that horse was uh, nine fifty into four eighty, and Nico likes dirty deeds in that race. A uh, couple for you here, Walt. Race two, number four, Headliner uh, at Rose Hill. Not sure if you looked at it. Thousand at seven fifty is one of the bets there. I'll go through a couple of them. Uh, race five, number seven, Supremo, thousand at twenty one dollars, and then the other big bet there was race seven, number five, Embracer, fifteen hundred at four sixty. Any of those horses? Ring a bell for you. Headliner, Supremo, Embracer. Embracer went like a jet the other day at uh, at uh, Hawkesbury, but be a little bit careful because the, that was the race where they thought they'd see five, six leaders and they all sort of sat up. And even though it sat three wide, they walked and it sort of only had to sprint up a couple of furlongs, which is its go. So I'd be a little bit wary of Embracer. And Headliner is an interesting one. 91 days, first up, Chris Waller, Kathy O'Hara uh, on. So an interesting horse there. That, but it's sort of a get back. 
run on type drawn wide at, at Rose Hill at the 1100, which is possibly the worst start in Australia to be a get back drawn wide horse. Mm. And then uh, the other one uh, is Morville Race Eight, number two, Gitra three thousand at three fifty, and we mentioned that in uh, in the other Jay, Jay Collette other segment. Well, over there, yeah, is he riding it? Yeah, yeah. yep, yeah, he's gone over. He's there. stuck with it. How's the fence? How's the fence at Morville? All right, <laughs> it's been hot recently. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been, been the place to be. He's home. Gitra <laughs> Walter, it's a spirit appearing as a horse or dog that haunts lonely roads. Be your uh, your cupboard horse, Gitra, wouldn't it? <laughs> Based I was off out there little... walking in the lightning storm last night, like praying, had my arms up, had the antenna holding it up, come at me. I was looking, I was looking for something. Oh, fantastic stuff! All right, we uh, we might wrap it up there, but uh, thanks a lot. Good luck this weekend, and uh, with everything that's going on in your life, we are cheering you as hard as we can. <laughs> Plenty going on. Cheers. On your Walt. Thanks, Walt. Ah, uh, fantastic stuff, Walt. Uh, that's been uh, it's been a cracking show, big show. Big show, day. yeah. Just a little uh, happy birthday <laughs> to one of the uh, little birdie family. Okay, Snowman. Oh yeah, in Vilney. There yeah, he is. Yeah, right. Snowy's. Happy birthday today, up at Pops. Happy birthday, Snowman. Yeah, and I think uh, another friend of the show, Hoffy. I think it's Hoffy's birthday uh, this uh, this Saturday. So. It- Pray for us. Pray for us all, all there. It's gonna, I think I'm going. Oh, and it's, oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen there? A couple of uh, interesting characters going to be along there. But, uh, Nico, your stuff for Flemington this week is available in the Little Booty Shop. DK out wide. DK will be back up and happening. I'll be up and happening. Database cop back to, in order. Cop to scratching during the week. Swollen face. Oh, <laughs> swollen face. And the way they got home their last furlong in 14 or something, up and down, 10... Uh, Two links, but 10 horses. I'm tipping it with a one. <laughs> Even worse. But anyway, uh, we've got some good meetings. We've got, I think we've got Warwick Nabil, Casterton, Achuka. Warwick, speaking of find the fence, Warwick Nabil. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I think we're definitely betting tomorrow. Geelong, there's one there. So, yep, stay, stay, stay tuned, punters. DK out wide there. But uh, that's uh, that's enough for us today. Make sure you follow at TV on Twitter. Uh, Bet Doctor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're on SoundCloud and Little Birdie TV on YouTube. We're absolutely everywhere and it's going to be Lone Wolves Dogs number two next Thursday night. So make sure you check out Sunday, uh, the Little Birdie uh, homepages there or jump on our Twitter pages uh, because we'll have the registration and Troy Little and Paddy McKenna are going to do their best to fire in a few rockets at uh, Top Sport. So it's going to be a big week next week on the Quick Backup. See you guys.